Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and folks, we are broadcasting from inside Renaissance Bank in beautiful Alpharetta. This bank just happens to be one of the best banks in the United States. Now, I didn't just make that up, um, although I've got a pretty high opinion of Renaissance based on my experience, but they've just been voted one of the best banks in the United States by Forbes magazine. So if you're interested in a better banking experience for your business, go to renaissancebank.com, find their local office, and give them a call. And I think you'll be glad that you did and you made that connection. Renaissance Bank, understanding you, member FDIC. And now I want to welcome Lamar Tyler. Lamar is the CEO of Tyler New Media. Lamar, welcome. Thank you for having me. Hey, it's a pleasure to have you. Let's talk about you and and Tyler New Media. How are you serving folks out there? Sure. My wife, Ronnie, and I together run Tyler New Media. And it's a company, we have several online brands that are primarily focusing on uplifting, encouraging the African-American community. Mm-hmm. And primarily we do it now through entrepreneurship, right? Trying to build more business owners that create more jobs and really showing people how to leverage digital online media in order to get more traffic, get more sales and create more profit in their businesses. That's awesome. Talk about your your background and maybe your journey and what, what really led to you forming this business and building it the way you have. Sure. My, my corporate background, I was in IT for years, right? 15, 16 years. And in that, I ran the IT department of a TV station, Fox 5, in D.C. So through running that, you know, we uh, got into the Internet through the station. We created some websites. We did some different things. But as I would go home and have these conversations with my wife, I'd say, hey, you know, let's create a blog. And this was back in 2007. Mm. So we had heard about a blog. We didn't really know what one was. Okay. Uh, We definitely hadn't heard of people making money from them. Because this is is not like all the breadcrumbs of success online we see today, right? But we heard that, hey, maybe there was one person in California that made money at one time, but it wasn't us. But we said, let's create something and um, launch it and let's act as if it is a business from the beginning. So that way, in case it takes off, we'll still be passionate about it, still be, um, you know, inspired and want to keep going forward with it. So we created a blog around marriage and parenting. And that took off. It did great. Uh, We got a ton of press around it. We built a business around it. We were up to, at one point, uh, 40 freelance writers. We had a full-time really? editor. Wow. Um, uh, Today's show, Good Morning America, CNN, HLN, you know, all over the place. Uh-huh. And people saw us build, from the corner of our bedroom, this little blog website and built into a real business. So then mm-hmm. they started coming and say, hey, Ronnie Lamar, teach me how to do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And that is how we birth traffic, sales, and profit, which is where we spend most of our time with now. And literally, like I said, showing entrepreneurs, whether product-based or service-based, how to really leverage social media, how to leverage online marketing, how to leverage uh, paid advertising online. And like I said, use that to get more people in front of their offers and to ultimately convert more sales. Okay. Now you mentioned something there. I want to clarify for the audience. Uh, Talk about what traffic sales and profit is. Yep. So like I said, traffic sales and profit, we help entrepreneurs do three things, right? Mm -hmm. Drive more traffic into their business. So traffic, if you have a brick and mortar, traffic is, you know, getting people off the street, off the sidewalk into your actual storefront. Mm-hmm. Online traffic is getting visitors to your website. Most people, they say, hey, I'm not making enough money, getting enough sales online. You can most of the time attribute that back to the fact that just enough, not enough people actually land on your website to even convert to your offers. Then we want to help you with sales. Sales is how can we get more of the people that actually do see your offer to convert 
and become customers. Mm-hmm. And then the last piece, profit, right? Everybody listening to this radio show should be very interested in that profit piece. Sure. <laughs> but but how can we not just get people in, but how can we keep more of what we actually uh, retain? And, and like I said, when we talk about digital, we talk about online. You know, it's, it's so many things that are similar to what happens offline, but then there's so many things that are not. You know, mm-hmm. people will say, add 100 people come to my website, and, and they'll be frustrated they didn't get more people to purchase. But online, on average, only 2 to 3% of people that land on your website are actually ready to buy the first time they get there. Mm. So we have to have some things and mechanisms in place to actually um, get those people onto a list, to court them, to have ongoing communication, educate them on what our product or service is so we can convert them down the line. Right, right. Um. I want to go back to something you said about starting your blog and you said you wanted to create a business from the beginning. I can't remember exactly how you said that, but it was something along those lines. Um, What exactly was that? Because a lot of people, I think maybe create a hobby, right? Exactly. They they think of it as a hobby. It sounded like you had a a different mindset and I wish you'd dive into that. You know, that's a great question. So, when we said, okay, we're going to create this and act as if it's a business now, because I think a lot of people, like you said, start off as a hobby. Mm-hmm. And then if it does expand into a business, they find out they've done everything long or wrong along the way. Mm-hmm. And they got to go back and they got to, you know, set up the business structure. And then they got to go back and, and uh, uh, rename the actual company. I, I've had a lot of clients that started out as hobbyists and then the thing took off mm-hmm. and they had to totally change the name of their brand because then when they wanted to go get, you know, copyrights and trademarks and things like this, guess what? They couldn't trademark that name. Right. Or they couldn't but, trademark that brand. So yeah. so we just set up from the beginning and said, you know, let's invest in the website. Let's invest. Um, I was the original branding person, so the stuff is terrible. I never would show you. Uh, so don't ask, please. <laughs> no, I don't want you to hear my first show. So, <laughs> so you know exactly yeah, what I'm talking about. I know about. exactly what you're talking so, about. I mean, you know, we didn't have a ton of money to do everything we dreamed we would have. But but in the instances we could, we invested uh, whether time or money to make sure we just had things set up correctly. So mm-hmm. down the line, we didn't have to go back and refit and, and change everything we had did along the way. That makes perfect sense. So that, that sounds like your advice to folks that are, that have got that side gig that they hope to build into a business, right? Definitely. So is run it like a business from the beginning, you know, run it like a business from the beginning, you know, so many, um, Times like you can get caught in a loop. Right? I meet a lot of uh, newer entrepreneurs that have a product-based business. And like you said, a lot of times it starts from a passion. I've got this idea and I create the idea or I like this thing that I like to make or sell. And they get caught in what I call a home-based business trap. Can I talk about that a little bit? Yeah, please. So yeah. the home-based business trap, it goes like this. They they get this product or inventory from somewhere and it sits where? In their home. Mm-hmm. You know, in the dining room, in the living room. They used to have a garage for their car and now it's a garage for their product. Mm. So they start to grow. They start to get more sales because that's what's available online. But as they get more sales, they start getting, you know, uh, uh, overrun because now i got more sales. I don't have time. You know, I'm still working the job. I still got kids. I got all these other things going on, but I got all this stuff just taking over my house and I want my house back. Well, in order to get it, they get to a point where they need to hire people and hire a team, but they don't want to hire a team because they don't want to bring these outside people into their home. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. Since they don't hire a team and don't want to bring these people into their home, they're stuck working in the home, so they never can get out. They need a warehouse or somewhere, you know, office to move into. Sure. But they can't get the office because they don't have enough money. They don't have enough money because they don't have team. They don't have team because they're working at home, and everything <laughs> just starts to cycle around. Right. It's, and, a, it's a bad flywheel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it is, right? Yeah. And people create sometimes businesses um, where they trap themselves inside of it. And one of the things I'm always telling my clients and impressing upon them 
is that if you don't like the business you created, it's nobody's fault but your own. Mm-hmm. You really have to look at, okay, what is my intention? What's my direction and build something along those lines? And if you get to where at some point it's off track, you have to be the one to get it back on track so that you can really love the work that you do. I love it. Lamar Tyler is with us, folks. He is the CEO of Tyler New Media. He was quick to give credit to his wife, Ronnie, wise man. Uh, so uh, good job there on that, Tyler. Um, let's talk about the types of companies that you work with, type of businesses that are great fits for you. Sure. So a lot of times we work, like I said, both product and business base, uh, service base. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we're talking about um, folks that are trying to reach their first six figures or seven figures in business. And then they're trying to figure out how can I leverage online, right? How can I get uh, more eyeballs online? Some people actually already have communities in traffic online. They have a large group. They have a large readership. They have maybe a Facebook group or some type of online meetup, or or they're doing a lot on LinkedIn and have a large community. But they just don't know exactly how to actually monetize it. How can Mm -hmm. I make money from this so that this is what I do every day? Mm. Because obviously I have a passion around it because I built this free community, but I just don't know how to make money from it. Right. So we work with those folks. And other folks are more established in business, and they've been doing it for a while but they know because they're not tapping into the opportunity online that they're missing money. Mm-hmm. And they say that, hey, at some point, like, you know, things are passing me by opportunities, maybe the right team, maybe the, the, the right customers, but I got to be able to actually tap into what's happening online so I can fully leverage that and get more from it. So what are the biggest mistakes that you see that businesses make online and they're trying to expand through digital marketing, what are what are some of those big mistakes that you see? Uh, great question. So, so a few of the biggest mistakes I see is uh, number one, like I said, not having enough visitors and eyeballs on people in general to even convert to your offers. Because mm-hmm. like I said, a lot of times people say I had a hundred people or a thousand people, but if we we put the framework I shared earlier, only two to three percent are ready to buy the first time they get there. You'll realize I got to get a lot more people there. Something else in that same you know uh, line of thinking I talk about oftentimes is not enough small business owners, specifically online, advertise enough. And, and one of the things I tell them, you know, it's a little company called McDonald's. Mm. Have you ever seen a McDonald's advertisement? Only a few million of them. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. And how big are they? So, you right. know, I say Nike. Nike has over 95% market share of men's basketball shoes. Have you ever seen a Nike men's basketball? So if, if Nike advertises, if Amazon advertises, if McDonald's advertises, what makes us as small business owners think that we don't have to? Mm. And we literally have to get focused on getting those eyeballs, like I said, on front of, in front of our product or service. Another thing is just making sure that when we get those eyeballs, again, since only 2 to 3% are ready to buy the first time they get there, that means 97%, right? 97 out of 100 people, when they come to your website, they come in the front door and they walk straight out of the back. So we have to have some type of mechanism, right? Oftentimes it's called like a lead magnet, something for free that we give away in exchange for that name and email address so that mm-hmm. we can capture the information, because many of the listeners here, and they'll agree with me, they have something where the first time people see it, they may not fully understand it. Mm-hmm. It may be something where they need to actually educate them on, this is what the product or service does. Or, this is why I'm the right person, right? Like, you know, there are a million CPAs out there, but maybe I need to educate them on what makes my firm different, or right. how I can serve them better. Right. And the first step to that is we got to capture the uh, potential leads information. We can do that through ebooks, audio books, checklists, resources, something of value for them. But then once we have them on our list, we can continue to market to them over and over again. And even if we paid through advertising to get that person there the first time, again, we want to make best use of those funds. So we capture them and now we can talk to them, you know, until they get to the point of purchase. So it sounds like that you're a subscriber to the idea that giving 
giving, giving, giving in terms of value that you offer keeps, keeps folks coming back to your digital storefront, as it were. It, it does. I'm, I'm totally in that line of thought, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things is, is, and I see it oftentimes from customers and clients and even our consumers, they'll come and they've had bad experiences online with people. Mm-hmm. People that they, you know, they thought this person was an expert and it turned out that they, they weren't. It could have been buying a product, right? My wife will tell me, Lamar, you know, I bought this product because I saw an ad on Facebook or on Google or on the website and I ordered a size large and it came in like a size extra small. Mm. So, so on online, <laughs> online, people have all these continued experiences of things not working out quite the way they thought they had. Mm-hmm. So by offering that value, value, value up front, you also begin to separate yourself from the marketplace and show people, hey, I'm the real deal. I know what I'm talking about. You know, these services we offer, these are the results that we're getting for people. And it kind of calms them down in their spirit and then allows them to say, hey, you know what? I'm willing to take that chance and that risk with you, especially if I haven't heard of you before because you've shown me enough proof. And that's why, you know, for the product-based businesses, the most important things they can have are those reviews, are those mm-hmm. customer testimonials. Mm-hmm. Because online, I always, I always say the great thing about online is that anyone can start their business and be online. The bad thing about online is that anyone can start their business and be online, right? <laughs> right. So, right. So for the consumer, right, that helps you really stand out and begin yeah. to uh, segment yourself from just everyone else's out there. That makes sense. I would think that another problem you may run into with that business owners have is they think because they've got a Facebook account, they understand digital marketing and digital media. Correct. <laughs> that is, And that is not the case. Yeah. Or, or the other one is that because – my daughter or my son or my nephew, they're on TikTok. I'm going to let them run all of my social media accounts. That may be even worse, right? <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and it has to come down to, again, the whole thing is not just being on social media. It's how do we actually leverage it to get leads and then convert those leads into customers. Because mm. even if, you know, if your niche, your nephew or you, you could have a huge page. But at the end of the day, if we're not converting those people into actual paying customers, then everything we're doing is a waste of time. Sure. So really being focused on like what's the end goal of what we want to do and then how can we back up from that end goal to make sure we get the required results. Folks, you're hearing from Lamar Tyler. He's the CEO of Tyler New Media. Lamar, let's talk about the impact of TSP. Sure. So um, through traffic, sales, and profit in the community we're building, um, we've been able now to to build um, over 75 six-figure in 24 seven-figure companies, right, specifically in the African-American community, mm-hmm. because we really want to use entrepreneurship as a vehicle and mechanism to um, improve the economic outlook in that community. We want to be able to create more jobs. We want to be able to just create more entrepreneurs and sustainable entrepreneurs, because too many times, I think just in general, when we talk about entrepreneurship, a lot of people, like you said, are just thinking, hey, I got a hobby, and I want to kind of do this thing on the side. Right. But what we need, what this entire country needs, is more entrepreneurs to say, no, I want to build a sustainable business to where I can bring myself on payroll and then bring others in my community on payroll at the same time. Sure. I can provide benefits. I can provide a living wage. I can provide opportunity. And, and really, when I think of all the things that my wife, Ronnie, and I have done over the years, the thing we're most proud of is the fact that we can say, hey, we give people actual employment. Mm-hmm. We give them a great work environment, a place to work. We give them a great benefit package. You know, we uh, one of the things we we created our at our um, company, we have something called a wealth academy. Mm. Where since we work with entrepreneurs to help them kind of generate wealth through entrepreneurship, I tell my employees, you know, it wouldn't be lost on me. I don't I don't want you working here twenty years and at the end of that twenty years saying, well, you know what, that's a great run. We help create <laughs> wealth in all these other families, but mm-hmm. you know, I don't have enough 
you know, to sustain myself through Social Security. So right. uh, through some of our benefits packages, like we, we I think the national average on 401k match is 2 3%. We do a 6% match. Oh, wow. 100% invested from day one. Wow. Um, we do uh, profit sharing through our company, right? Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, we do monthly education series to actually train our employees and team on, okay, you get more uh, money and resource. What do you actually do with it, right? Uh, you know, next month we have my estate plan attorney coming in and talk about wills and trusts and things like that. We mm-hmm. had someone come and talk about real estate. We had somebody talk about, you know, where to actually direct your 401k investments and things like that. Right. So we need more companies doing this same thing mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, really taking advantage of, you know, most of the jobs in this country are created by small businesses. So we need more small businesses out there to create more jobs. Well, and the importance of this, uh, of entrepreneurship to the African-American community, African-American community, the importance of having wealth and the spillover effect of wealth cannot be overestimated, right? Not at all. Yeah. So that you're, what, what you're really doing is planting seeds that hopefully harvest in, in, in a, a bounty crop for the future, right? And, and that's totally it. And it's, it's partially um, what the money of wealth does. The other part is the education. Yeah. Of what wealth does. You know, mm-hmm. we sit here in, um, you know, inside of Renaissance Bank mm-hmm. and, you know, our office building, you know, we got the loan through Renaissance Bank. But once we got the actual loan and we bought an office building, once we shared the actual process with our clients, mm-hmm. and guess what? Five more people actually purchased their office building since then. Right. So again, right, like like that wealth is, is part of the process is going out and learning what to do, how to do it and actually taking action but then sharing that information so that others can do the same. That's awesome. And what you're talking about is, is building a, a business with assets that have sustainable long-term value in some form or fashion, whether that's a building or some other uh, tangible asset, right? Def- definitely so. Yeah. And, and when we, you know, tie back into online and digital, what a lot of people don't understand is what they build online are assets as well. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people that will, ha- <clears throat> excuse me, have an online community an online community may have 10, 15,000 people. And when they get tired, frustrated, or they're tired of, you know, that type of business, they'll sure. shut it down. Not realizing there are people that actually purchase and buy online groups. They buy email lists. They buy all these digital assets like every single day of the week. Wow. And so you advise your clients through that process. If they want to sell their business, sell that business. We can connect them with people that actually do. I got you. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So, Now's the time to brag. Inc. 5000 winner. Yes. Let's talk about it. Yep. So last year we were on the Inc. 5000 list, right? So Inc. Magazine's yep. uh, list of the 5,000 fastest growing privately held companies. So we were excited. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. To That's represent awesome. the Atlanta area in Gwinnett County, uh, mm-hmm. more in particular, right? But yep. um, it, it was a great accomplishment for us, but even more exciting. We have five of our clients on that list mm. with us and we'll have more on that list. We'll be on the list again this year and we'll have more on that list as well. But for us, again, it just was um, pay off an encouragement to keep going. Mm-hmm. And I, I think entrepreneurs need that. Yeah. You know, some, sometime I, I was sharing with a, a community the other day, online community the other day, like sometimes you need just confirmation that you're doing the right thing and going in the right direction. Cause many times entrepreneurship can be thankless. Other than just, you know, the, the ones and zeros at the end of the bank account. And all the time, the ones and zeros don't, don't actually add up or may not match up the way you want to. Right. So it, it's great. I would encourage um, everyone out there to have other goals, other tangible goals 
besides revenue alone that you look for in your business mm. that can point to, hey, you know, we're going in the right direction and let's keep moving. And it could be, you know, not to say not only revenue, it could be, hey, my goal is to reach X amount of employees this year. It could be, hey, my goal is to reach X amount of visits to my website or, or people that follow these social accounts or, you know, X amount of, of products that we get launched. But having those little pieces that keep, again, letting you know that, hey, you're going in the right direction, exactly what we need as entrepreneurs. That's such a great point you're making because there's only, obviously, only 5,000 companies that can make the Inc. 5,000 fastest growing list. So not everybody's going to make that list. But there are other ways that you can uh, uh, bring self-encouragement. Sure. Right? And 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 goals and, and uh, objectives that you can have that you that can sustain you through those difficult times when you're doubting yourself. And and you need them because as an entrepreneur, the other thing is the goal line always is moving. Yeah. So when you first start out and if, if you start out and you bootstrap and you just got dreams and say, I want to get to a hundred thousand a year. Once you get there, you quickly realize a hundred thousand is not enough. <laughs> and, and what, and what a lot of um, entrepreneurs at that stage will realize at that point is after they take out all of the expenses, they probably making less than they actually made when they worked their nine to five. Right. So then they set a goal of a million. And then as they move towards a million in revenue a year, they realize that is not enough. And then 10 million is the goal. And from 10 is to a hundred. So since that goal line is always moving and, and, and trying to elude you, you have to have other measurables that you say can make you feel good, that you can celebrate the small wins. And because we're in the weeds so much, Every now and then you got to look up from the weeds and say, hey, you know what? This is where I've been and realize, hey, not only this is where I'm going to, but if I look behind me, look how far I've come in that time frame. That's awesome. Now, Tyler, let's talk about starting a business with a tax return. You've got some specific comments on that. Yeah, this is a question I get a lot of times because there are people, like I said, that are hobbyists or have ideas around business and they're saying, okay, how can I start it? I may have, you know, some of money and I want to get going now. And one of the first things we talk about doing is getting clarity around before you spend any money on anything, what is the problem that your product or service solves? So is there a, a defined problem that, hey, this is the problem we're going to help overcome. I have a product or service to do it. And then once I figure that out, who are the actual people that have this product or service and where are they located at so I can get you know, my solution in front of them. So, so just kind of knowing those kind of core things, a lot of times people will get a chunk of money and they'll go out and they'll say, the first thing I need is a website. The first thing I need is a logo, right? I need a color palette. I need all these things around the brand. But if we don't know, you know, who we're serving and what we're serving them with, then everything else will be a waste of money and a waste of time. So really getting clarity around those things. Again, what's the biggest challenge that these folks have? Who are the people with this challenge? And how does my product or service overcome that would be step one. Once we know that, then we have to realize, all right, you know, we may not even need a 20 or 30 page website. What I might need is just one sales page, a singular page that outlines my product or service that I can send people to. And with that page, I have has my product or service on it. Um, it's going to connect to um, some type of CRM system. That's customer relationship management. Mm-hmm. So that that way, when people come, I can capture a name and email address of people purchase. I can capture that customer data and then it has some way for me to take payment. Right. And look, that's all I need. Like, like some, and now some million ways you can have, uh, you know, take actual people's credit cards and payments. Sure. But I just need a page that's going to speak to what my offer is, a way to collect a credit card and a way to collect the customer data. And then from there, what I'm going to do is focus on one of three ways to actually begin to drive traffic. Like I talked about people to it. And this is whether you're online or brick and mortar offline, doesn't matter. Um, the three ways I talk about, right. So number one, you can do organic traffic. That's building traffic. We talk about organic that is, you know, email, that's content, that's doing videos or doing articles or 
um, you know, I call it like the digital version of, of shaking hands and kissing babies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and traditional networking. We can do it online. Now, the great thing about it is that those are your ride or die people, the people that are so passionate about the things you're talking about and seeing your growth and being with you along the way. The bad thing about it is that it's slow, right? There are people listening now that says, well, I've had a Facebook page for the last five years and only got eight people on it, right? So mm. they're like, what exactly am I doing wrong? Right. You know, so that's building it. But the two quicker ways is that we can borrow traffic, which is finding people already have a community of our audience. Mm-hmm. They already have a meetup group. They already, uh, maybe it's your local chamber of commerce. Maybe it's somebody that meets online or offline. And I'm just trying to find out what, uh, advantage can I offer to them? How can I get in front of their people? And if they put me in front of their people, I can offer maybe a commission, some type of give back. Um, maybe they just need content for their platform, something like that. So I can get in front of their people. Then the third uh, way we can get more traffic is through buying traffic. That's things like your advertising. Mm. And the thing is amazing is online advertising can give us such much uh, more granular focus than a lot of traditional ways over the years can. But now what we're seeing is because of changes to privacy laws, because a lot of people have no idea, John, about what these social platforms actually knew about them and how advertisers could target people based on those right. interests. Um, but now, because Apple and now Google, uh, Alphabet Company, are making changes around privacy, really the perfect mix is going to be the old school and the new school together. Mm. It's going to be radio and TV and Facebook ads and Instagram ads and podcast advertising and all these different things together sure. to really get you in front of as many eyeballs as possible but didn't have them directed back to your brand. Good words here, folks, from Lamar Tyler. He's the CEO of Tyler New Media. So, Tyler, you have got a big event coming up, it looks like, TSP Live. Sure. we have, Tell us more about that. Sure. We have TSP Live that is taking place um, here in Alpharetta at the Avalon Hotel, uh, June 23rd through 25th. Our keynote speaker is the one and only Magic Johnson. I've heard of that guy. <laughs> right, right. He has he's, like, been, he's been around a bit or two. He has, yeah. he has. He has uh, numerous shows about him online right this time, That's right, right now, too, which is good good for us. And and about his entrepreneurship, exactly. which has been, uh, which is, he's made great contributions there. It, exactly. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be sitting down with Magic, and we're going to be talking about, you know, how he made that transition from being an athlete to, you know, working with companies such as uh, TGI Fridays and Starbucks and uh, you know, AMC movie theaters and now being a uh, part of ownership of the LA Dodgers mm-hmm. and, and really what that level of business looks like. And mm-hmm. then what does it take for, you know, your startup entrepreneur that's just starting out or like said in that, you know, hundred thousand or, or uh, you know, low seven figure range to get to a $100 million plus enterprise. Wow. That ought to be pretty impactful. So you say it's at the Avalon hotel. Correct. Yep. And, uh, I'm sure you have some other sessions, uh, learning sessions and whatnot, in addition to his keynote. We totally do. Like I, I mentioned, um, everything we do is around that traffic, sales, and profit. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be talking about how you can leverage uh, social media, how you can leverage LinkedIn, right? If you're doing B2B business, you should be on LinkedIn, how you can leverage LinkedIn, how you can um, drive more traffic, whether it's online or offline, to your business. And then we're going to go deep into sales methodologies, right? The uh, psychology around sales, how to convert more sales online. Um, what's working now? Because there are always different things online. The thing about online is interesting is that the cycle of what happened, what works and what doesn't work online is much faster than what we're traditionally used to. Um, because when something works, then everybody's doing it. Right. And it's like everybody literally across the world multiplied by however much they can spend on ads. Right. So uh, we're going to be diving into what's working right now in the marketplace so that people inside of the actual room can take it and run with it. And one of the things we really pride ourselves on so we want to be at an event where it's not so much about you going in and taking the most notes, 
but it's all about you coming in and implementing the most things out of it. Like what are the things that you can take away actionable steps so that you can get them done in your business and actually see a result down the line. You're looking to create transformation in, in your, those, your, your attendees. That's awesome. That is totally it. We, we want their lives and their businesses to change as a result of being in that room. Uh, you know, one, one of the things, uh, one of our speakers, Dr. Dennis Kimbrough said a few years back, he said, um, when you sit with winners, the conversation is different. Mm, I love that. In, in this past year, our last event, we had uh, Tim Grover come in. And Tim Grover is uh, the physical trainer and mental toughness coach for, you know, all the sports greats, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan. He's now working with Russell Wilson and others. Mm. And when I told that quote to Tim Grover, Tim Grover said, you know, I, I say the same thing. He said, you go into two rooms and you have one room of winners and one room is not. And the conversation in those rooms are totally different. You don't have to say anything, but you can tell that, hey, like, like the difference between these two rooms. And what we say is that TSP, this is a conversation for winners. So if you're really ready to take your business to the next level, you say, hey, I want to be around positive, like-minded people that want to hit the next level, want to get results in their business, TSP Live is where you need to be. That's awesome. So let's let's direct folks to where they can find out more information on that event. Sure. So for more on TSP Live, again, it's June 23rd through 25th here in Alpharetta. You can go to www.tsplivetickets.com. That's tsplivetickets.com. That'll show you all the information. You'll be able to... Um, uh, you know, uh, select your ticket type, whether you want to attend in person or virtual, we do have an actual virtual ticket. Um, and then in addition, once you uh, book that, you'll get information on the hotel room block. That's terrific. And Avalon's a great place to stay folks. If you don't, if you're not familiar with Avalon, yes. if you're out of the area and not familiar with Avalon hotel, it's a great, great venue. So that's, that's terrific. And for those that would like uh, Tyler to dig a little deeper into Tyler New Media, let's give them directions. How can they do that? Sure. Easiest way is to visit the website. It's uh, www.trafficsalesandprofit.com. Uh, you also can follow me on social media at Lamar Tyler. That's L-A-M-A-R-T-Y-L-E-R. Lamar Tyler, folks. And he Lamar is the CEO of Tyler New Media. Wow, I'm out of breath listening to this. <laughs> Congratulations on the great work you Thank do, you. Tyler, and uh, all your success. Congratulations. Thank you very much. And thanks for coming on. Hey, folks, just a uh, quick reminder here. If you are in and around the Johns Creek area and you're looking for a different way to do corporate team building, one that does not involve uh, sprained ankles and uh, broken bones, uh, they actually do corporate team building events in their award-winning culinary studio who would have thought um i've been there and it's terrific and a lot of fun and andrew traub and he's the executive chef and owner there uh, they've got a great setup my suggestion is that you go to asculinaryconcepts.com and learn more or just give andrew a call directly 678-336- 9196. And while you're on the phone, you can learn more about their big green egg boot camps, their corporate catering, and their let us cook for you meals. Uh, so they've got a lot to offer over there at ANS Culinary Concepts. And folks, just a quick reminder that North Fulton Business Radio is on all the major podcast apps. You can find us by searching North Fulton Business Radio as a search term. We would love it if you would share the show. We're all about celebrating the great work of business leaders and entrepreneurs like Lamar and Ronnie on our network. That's what we're all about. And uh, so if you could help us help them, um, we would greatly appreciate it. And you can do so simply by sharing the show.
So for my guest, Lamar Tyler, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.